Welcome to Talking Facts, and thank you for tuning in to Cancer Conversations on Talking Facts, a podcast collaboration between the University of Kentucky Markey Cancer Center and the UK College of Agriculture, Food and Environment's Cooperative Extension Service. We will share with you the latest developments in cancer prevention, diagnosis, treatment, and research from the experts at Markey Cancer Center, Kentucky's only National Cancer Institute designated cancer center. Talking Facts is hosted by the UK Family and Consumer Sciences Extension Program. Our educators share research knowledge with individuals, families, and communities to improve quality of life. Hello and welcome to Talking Facts. This is your host, Dr. Jennifer Hunter, Assistant Director for Family Consumer Sciences Extension at the University of Kentucky. Today, I'm pleased to be joined by Dr. Nathan Vandeford, an Associate Professor in the Department of Toxicology and Cancer Biology, Assistant Director for Research and Education in the Markey Cancer Center, and the Director of the Appalachian Career Training in Oncology Program. That's a lot, Nathan, but thank you so much for joining us today. Absolutely. I I always love being here and talking to you, Jennifer. Thanks for having me. So we're thrilled to have you as part of our Cancer Conversation series, and today we're going to talk about, you're going to share with us about a program called Summer Health Experience in Oncology, and I'm excited to to learn more about it and share with our listeners as well. Absolutely. So this this is a brand new program we just ran this past summer. As you know, I mean, I have a, a big heart for these kinds of programs. So, you know, training students, mentoring students, particularly around our significant cancer problem in Kentucky, which is, as many listeners know, is a huge problem. We rank number one in, in the U.S. And, and those rates are highest in Appalachia. So we need more of a focus on cancer training. We need more people interested in pursuing these careers. So we had a really unique opportunity brought to us by the support of the American Cancer Society, who's funding this program, and in partnership with four other institutions to develop this summer health experience and oncology program, which is SHE for short. And that's because it focuses on individuals from high school who identify as female. And you probably know this, but this is really super important because females are very significantly underrepresented in basically every discipline, but in healthcare and research disciplines, there's a significant underrepresentation. Um, And certainly we need more diversity in all aspects of all these areas. And Nathan, I think that's one of the things that I find to be most amazing or impressive about the programs that you are able to run is that you specifically go out and target underrepresented audiences. In this case, if it's female, I know in other cases, um, programs that you run, it's targeting youth in in Appalachia or or rural communities. And I think that that uh, is an amazing outreach opportunity just to allow youth to recognize the availability of programs and potential career paths in the future. Absolutely. I mean, I think that, you know, all these different groups are underrepresented and and they're underrepresented for reasons. I mean, they have not had these opportunities. They're not aware of these opportunities. And we all know this. I mean, there are really, really smart, dedicated, motivated people in all these groups, in these areas, and they just need opportunities. 
They need opportunities to shine and participate. And once they start participating, then they can succeed and be, you know, do really well and become whatever it is they want to become, whether it's researchers, doctors, other healthcare providers, whatever the case is. But it's providing those opportunities is, you know, a significant issue that we need to address. So an individual that is enrolled in the the SHE experience, what exactly would they experience? That's a great question. So this past year, because of COVID, of course, we were all virtual. And then I alluded to the fact that we did this with four other institutions. So it was the University of Chicago's Cancer Center, University of Michigan, University of Pennsylvania, uh, University of Texas, at Austin, uh, and then us. So we all came together and we designed this two-week virtual program. Each of these sites recruited our own individual participants, and then we all threw them all in together in virtual, this virtual two-week training program. Um, And so they were able to experience a real honest-to-goodness cancer research experiment in their home. So we partnered with a program called ECLOSE out of Philadelphia that is essentially a cancer genetics community outreach citizen science program where they send research kits to people's homes and they walk people through this cancer genetics experiment. So we did that for that? one week. It's super cool. So they use Drosophila, fruit flies. And so the students actually get real fruit fruit flies that come to their house and they do this experiment throughout the week. And they learn some other things while they do it too, but they learn about cancer genetics and, you know, cell signaling and how, so for our project, we did, you know, how different herbs or different vitamins and things and can potentially influence cancer pathways, which was really interesting. So then we did that for a week. And then the second week, we did more clinical and more healthcare, so patient-oriented things. And we did a clinical case study. So each of these five locations created a patient case that was sort of designed around the cancer center's catchment area issues. So for like Kentucky, you know, most of our cancer problem is centered in Eastern Kentucky, and that has issues of of healthcare access and cancer risk behaviors and things. So the case study that I wrote had those issues kind of interwoven. And the same for, you know, the other sites. One of the others, I think, if I remember correctly, was a African-American male who had prostate cancer and was having issues, you know, getting care because of various structural and systemic racism issues. So students learned a lot about these kinds of issues based on the clinical case that we did. And then they did a presentation both weeks. So they did a presentation about their cancer genetics project after week one. And then at the end of week two, they did a presentation again to all their peers based on the the clinical case study that they did. You know, just thinking about the opportunity for exposure, the chance to learn not only from experts at the University of Kentucky, but also from the partnering institutions is an amazing opportunity as well. Absolutely. I completely agree. And it was it was pretty amazing to me because, you know, we had 
faculty from all these different institutions teaching our students. And I would tell the Kentucky students, you know, how often is it that you as a Kentucky high school student have an opportunity to be lectured to by a person, by a faculty member at University of Chicago or University of Michigan? I mean, that's really pretty unheard of. So the opportunity was really fantastic for these participants. Was that a result of COVID and the virtual programming opportunities or offerings, or I assume the hope is that this program will continue into the future. Will that be virtual or will it be face-to-face at that time? Oh, those are great questions. <laughs> we began talking about this program pre-pandemic, so in, in late 2019. So the plan originally was we were going to have this program first time in 2020. But of course, COVID happened. And so that necessitated a switch to all virtual. So originally, we were going to do an in-person activity, and each of these centers was going to do its own thing. But the pandemic happened, and we were forced to go virtual, and we had this idea of doing this collaborative virtual program, and it was really amazing. I mean, and for all the reasons we've already talked about, it turned out in a way that we wouldn't have gotten the same result if we had done it in person you know, as siloed institutions. Right. So I think it worked out, you know, beautifully, really. And now we we have been given the green light to do it again this coming summer. And so we are now talking about what are we going to do? And we all realize that the virtual platform has its limitations, but because we're all together, because we all get the opportunity to learn from each other virtually, I think we're going to end up virtual again a challenge because we all want to be in person. And and actually, we did do an in-person event between weeks one and week two. We had our students come to campus. It was over the summer when the COVID cases were down some, so we were able to have them on campus. We, We had a lunch together. We did a tour of the medical center. We talked a lot about, you know, career readiness and college readiness and preparing for college on that day. We jammed in a lot of information in a short amount of time. So I think we'll end up doing it virtually again. The other great thing about virtual is that we were able to engage students from, you know, a big geographic area in Kentucky versus if we did it in person, we wouldn't have enough money to do a residential program. So we couldn't bring students from all over the state. It would have to be local students. But the virtual, we had students from Louisville, from Eastern Kentucky, from you know various areas in Central Kentucky. So it spans our reach, I think, by doing it virtually. It is nice to occasionally find the a silver lining of all that we have dealt with, with with COVID, but to every once in a while get a really great outcome and a great win. So let's talk a little bit about the, the target participants, because that was going to be one of my questions, is that I have some of your programs as participants are limited to specific counties, but it does sound like that you have had the opportunity to open it up to more of the state. What type of young woman would be interested in applying, or who, who do you really target with this type program? This program, uh, so unlike the action program, which is, you know, specific to Eastern Kentucky, you know, it focuses on underserved, underrepresented um, individuals from Eastern Kentucky. This, we wanted to do more traditional minorities, traditionally underserved populations. 
and individuals who identified as female. So it was mostly, you know, Hispanic, African-American populations that's more traditional underrepresented. And so that was what most of our group consisted of. And we had a few, a few from Eastern Kentucky that were in, you know, more of the rural first gen category. But it was the main focus was trying to really engage African-American, Hispanic populations, things of that nature. So if we have a parent or guidance counselor or teacher listening that thinks, I know the perfect individual that would benefit for this program or from this program, how would they find out more information? How would they apply? What does the process look like? If you search Marky uh, Summer Health Experiences and Oncology Program in Google, you can find a, a webpage that we have. It's it's got a little bit of information. It's not a, you know, it's not a wealth of information, but it's a basic landing page where you'll learn a little bit more about the program. And there will be, when the time comes again, that's where the application will be posted and, and all that jazz. We just finished this round, basically. So it'll be a little while. It'll be probably January, probably. I forget exactly when we released applications last time. I think they were due in April, so we probably put them out there in January or something. Like that. But if you search, they can also email me, nathan.vanderford at uky.edu. Be happy to talk to teachers, guidance counselors, students, to, you know, talk to a whole class, talk to a whole school, whatever the case might be. But yeah, we also tried pretty hard to disseminate this across the state through you know, trying to push it out to as many guidance counselors as we possibly could. And for our listeners, we'll be certain to not only post the, the website link, but then also your contact information in the show notes if they want to follow back up for, for those links. And I would encourage teachers and guidance counselors to take you up on the offer of visiting with, with a class. Because again, I, I just feel like the knowledge that you're able to impart on students in terms of opening up experiences to them that they might not have realized were an opportunity before is, is just really unique. So I would, I would encourage educators out there to take you up on that. Now, I may have just filled your calendar too, Nathan, so, <laughs> so we will see. But I would certainly encourage folks to, to take up that offer. So as you mentioned, you just wrapped up the, the current cohort or current year. Can you tell us a little bit, because I'm certain you evaluated it, the outcome experience from the from the participants? Yeah, and, and I'll, I'll tell you, probably the most significant outcome was around the collaborative nature of the program. And I, again, for all the reasons we've already talked about, the virtual aspect is what facilitated this. So I think students learned more than they could imagine about cancer disparities and how they differ geographically and, and across different people. To me, I think that was the most significant aspect of the program. Because I think a lot of times, you know, people don't realize, even here in Kentucky, that, you know, some people don't recognize that we're number one in cancer incidence and mortality rates. And people don't realize that those rates are highest in Eastern Kentucky. And so certainly, you know, a person from Northern Michigan, a high school student from Northern Michigan doesn't know that, um, right. but they learn that and they learn some of the reasons why 
And it was really, it was so interesting to me. I think a person from Philadelphia, participant from Phil, from Philadelphia said, you know, I didn't realize that Kentucky was so rural in, you know, the eastern part of the state. And it makes sense if there are fewer healthcare facilities out there, it makes sense that people have a hard time getting care, um, particularly when they face many other issues like, you know, transportation barriers or whatever the case is. So I think to me, that has been the biggest learning outcome. And it made me super excited because I think that, you know, I don't know of a class that students would take in high school or some even in college where they would have really learned that until much later in their careers. So that was really exciting. And I would assume that there's through this collaborative and partnering with the other universities that there's some opportunity to maybe recruit some of those students to the University of Kentucky with potential final careers in in our rural communities. So that's exciting as well. Absolutely. Yes. And actually, so one of our participants, as kind of luck would have it, we found out, I think it was right at the end of the first week, one of our participants from Louisville is actually going to the University of Chicago, which was one of the partner sites. So we were able to connect her with the people at Chicago, and they've already made the connection. She knows nobody at University of Chicago, but now she does. So she has plans. She's interested in cancer. So she has plans to connect with them. And so she has immediately a built-in network and, you know, some opportunities to get involved in shadowing or, or research or whatever the case is. As you mentioned, the same goes for, you know, any other site that might be sending students here or whatever. And we'd be happy to work with those students and help them, you know, achieve whatever dreams they have. What a neat outcome. Nathan, thank you so much for joining us today and sharing about the summer health experience in oncology. Absolutely. Happy to be here. Great to talk to you. Thank you for listening to Cancer Conversations on Talking Facts. Our goal is to connect you with the latest advances in cancer research in the Commonwealth. If you enjoyed today's podcast and have a suggestion for a future show topic, please message us on the UK Markey Cancer Center Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash UK Markey or visit our website at markey.uky.edu for more information. You can find University of Kentucky Family and Consumer Sciences Extension programs at your local Extension office or online at fcs.uky.edu. Building strong families, building Kentucky. It starts with us.